Good evening. Today is August 16th, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Step 5, Into Action, and our speaker is Carla. Take it away, Carla. Thank you so much, Sally. Thank you so much, everyone doing service and by being here, that service, I really appreciate. Welcome home, everybody. Um, and if you are a newcomer, we saved you a seat today. We're so glad you're here with us. And I really am going to make every attempt to share without using recoveries so that hopefully, even if you're a newcomer, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And I say that because when I was a newcomer, y'all were speaking a language I didn't know. Um, and so I have referred to it now as recoveries, even though I don't speak English either. I only speak Texan. So that's kind of that's kind of how that goes. I am a compulsive overeater from the Bay Area of California now, uh, born, raised, bred and corrupted in Texas for 62 years before I got here. <laughs> so um, I'm so happy to be here tonight, but I'm really nervous. I had to turn my camera off and do a one minute breathing <laughs> that I do to try to calm down. Um, I don't know why. I'm, I'm normally not this jittery, but so if you hear my voice going, uh, uh, you'll know. Um, but I'm, I feel home. Y'all are y'all are my family. I love this meeting. I came to this meeting the first time as a guest, asked to speak, and I fell in love, and I've been here ever since. Um, and so tonight, I want to talk about the fifth step, and I'm going to kind of you my story weave in with it. I will tell you, I absolutely have earned the right to be here. I am a compulsive overeater for sure. Um, I couldn't have told you that before my first meeting, which was literally four years ago. I even wrote it down so I could remember exactly four years, three months and 22 days ago. That's my abstinence date. 21 days before that, I crawled into my first room. And, and when I got there, I was absolutely at the end of the end of the end of any hope. I, and, and never before in my life, there's nothing in my life I've ever been hopeless about as I was about my condition of eating every few minutes. I'd been doing it for nine years. I know exactly nine years because for five years before that, I stayed on a diet from a physician because uh, out of pure fear, fear of knowing what was going to happen to me if I kept eating like I was. I witnessed it firsthand. My husband passed from this disease, his mother and both sisters, but they had horrible complications and lives way before that date for them. So I knew what was ahead. It scared me so bad. So I ate by what the doctor said. I did. It was just a way of life until one morning I woke up and went to work. And here were these items that had been there the whole time that I'd never paid any attention to. And I looked over there and I went, you know what? I know how to eat. Now I can eat anything I want to. I didn't know what I didn't know. I ate one. Every few minutes, I started eating another one. I did that for nine years. Waking up every morning with a catch in my throat, I'm killing myself. Today's going to be different. And going to bed every night going, I did it again. I literally could not muster that willpower again. When I crawled into my first meeting, looked at two little ladies at a table and said, can you all please help me? <laughs> I can't quit eating. 
And they handed me the OA 12 and 12. And they said, we're going to read the first step. Well, first they looked at each other kind of funny. And I thought, oh boy, (laughs) they got a wild one. So we started reading. What I found out later is it was a meditation meeting. Who knew? I knew nothing about, I, I, I didn't know where I was, what I was going into. It didn't matter. I just knew that this was my way of healing because I had cried out to God the night before. So we read that, felt like a ton of bricks lifted off my shoulders. As soon as I found out, one, I was a compulsive overeater. Two, that no matter how bad I wanted to not be, the very things I was eating were assuring me I was going to stay that way. And then three, that there was a solution. And it was in the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Then I found out later that that comes from the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. 21 21 days later, when I found my sponsor, she said, okay, I'm going to sponsor you. She had everything I wanted. I sat across from a lady, the first person I've ever met in my life that was free. She talked about being like I used to be and that she wasn't anymore. I could not imagine it. I wanted everything that woman had. And uh, I still to this day can't believe that she sponsored me, even though, you know, being the self-centered addict that I am, I do believe that God brought her from New York to San Francisco just for me, because there were no big book meetings in San Francisco. They were all OA literature. Not that I couldn't have, have, have recovered that way, but that wasn't God's design. The design was to use the big book and she had to be here for me to be able to do that. I, I just, I'm so excited. She's still my sponsor today. She's my North Star. Uh, I've met her sponsor. So I know my grand sponsor, my great grand sponsor. I have sponsees and my sponsees have sponsees. We have this whole lineage in Overeaters Anonymous. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal to have this connection that we have. And so Let me get to the fifth step, because that's really what I want to talk about today. So I'm going to read a little bit, and I apologize if that's frustrating, but I meant to apologize first, that if you've been to every meeting this week, you have seen me every every meeting, and you've had to hear me talk every meeting. So I'm sorry for all the the overload, Um, but I want to read in the big book on page 70. It says, in this book, you read again and again that faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We hope you are convinced now that God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you off from him. If you have already made a decision and an inventory of your grosser handicaps, you have made a good beginning. That being, that being so, you have swallowed and digested some big chunks of truth about yourself. Well, I want y'all to know in my first fifth step, I couldn't swallow those chunks. I was in such despair looking and looking at myself for the first time actually literally looking consecutively at my life, seeing the things that that I had done, how things had happened. And I was devastated and I didn't know what to do with it. And, you know, I was still in such shock about the food that by the time I got to my fourth step, I still couldn't think clearly. I'm absolutely convinced now, four years later, that I really was in shock, not only physically, because the the drastic change in the way I ate caused horrible withdrawals, like I hear drug addicts go through. That was the state I was in when I did my first four step. And then I didn't pay attention to the warning about morbid reflection, and I lived there for at least eight months until I started the steps again in a workshop. So then we go on over um, to the 
to the next page, which is actually is into action that we're, we're actually talking about, we will be more reconciled to, to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so. The best reason first. If we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Time and time again, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. And uh, I, literally, what kept me abstinent during this time was my accountability with my sponsor. This woman was willing to talk to me every single day. She, she checked with me every day and she said, what are you thinking? What are you doing? And how are you behaving? And um, and I talked about it every day. I, I, I pity her. I mean, today I still think about all the things that I said to her. I'm sure she was continually shaking her head and rolling her eyes, but she never let me know that. Um, and so as we get into this and as we start looking at all this, then I want to talk about our choices because, you know, I didn't have an experience with step one when I came. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't even remember the first three steps when I got here. Um, I just remember the devastation of the fourth step. And then the fifth step, oh my God. Well, in the first place, our schedules wouldn't coincide. So I had to wait a month from the time I finished the fourth step to do my fifth step. I thought I was gonna die before that day. And then that day, I really did think I was probably gonna die. And, um, and we sit in a park and, and I read my autobiography, really is what I did. I read the big book instructions, but I, I didn't pay any attention that there were columns in the way it was written in the book. I just did everything together. Um, and yet she was so loving. But here's what was so helpful, is we started out reading, both of us reading into action, starting with that chapter from the beginning. And that just set the stage of us talking already. So it wasn't like we met together and then I had to sit there and read um, something. So by the time I got to reading my fifth step, then it, we were already accustomed to talking. So it didn't just it didn't seem quite so awkward. That's something that I practice a lot with my with my sponsees and people I work with. So when I get to the fifth step and I'm looking and I'm I'm sharing all of this, when I get when I get done with it, um, I'm still shaking, kind of like I am right now, actually, which is strange, but um, I'm still shaking. And, she, and then she advises me to go home and um, and spend an hour alone, considering the first five, five steps, just like the book says. And so I did that. That was a total spiritual experience unto itself. It, it was um, that practice of considering you know, I heard a lot about meditation. I never did meditation before program because I thought meditation meant I was supposed to get still, be quiet and not think. And I couldn't do that. So I just kind of set that aside like I did a lot of other things. So this, this new practice of me sitting quietly and considering really started for me on my fifth step. That's when I began to read. I read, I read the step again. I considered what I had done. Um, and and then um, went back to, is that everything, right? In the state I was in, I did the best I could to, to, the, to the, the, the memories I could bring up. 
and all the devastation and anxiety I was going through, I did the best I could. When I got through with that, um, I can't tell you that I felt great. I felt horrible. I was in morbid reflection. I just, I couldn't forgive myself. I couldn't even imagine what am I going to do from here? I didn't understand the steps. I didn't understand anything about it, but here's what I did have. I had a higher power that guided me, directed me, and was with me through the rest of the process. And so we got right into step six. But I also want to share with y'all because I really did want to talk about power and I don't I don't even know how much time I have, but I want to read this from, this is um, As Bill Sees It, which I read a lot. And it's about willpower and choice. We AAs know the futility of trying to break the drinking obsession by willpower alone. However, we do know that it takes great willingness to adopt AA's 12 steps as a way of life that can restore us to sanity, no matter how grievous the alcohol obsession. We happily find that other vital choices can still be made. For example, we can choose to admit that we are personally powerless over alcohol, that dependence upon a higher power is a necessity even if this be simply dependence on the OA group. Then we can choose to try for a life of honesty and humility, of selfless service to other fellows and to God as we understand God. And as we continue to make these choices and so move toward these high aspirations, our sanity returns and the compulsion to drink vanishes. Y'all, those promises, when I was here and didn't understand what I was doing, didn't understand what I was hearing, um, I was in the Bay Area. Every meeting I went to was in May. Everybody was talking about the fifth step. I didn't even know what the first step was. And it was not good sharing about the fifth step. Let me say, it was very scary. <laughs> and it was not, it didn't give me a lot of hope. Um, and so there was there was just a lot of conflict. But what this letter from Bill W. in 1966 promises us as I make the choice, and this is absolutely my experience, I make the choice, but the fruition of that choice is done to me and through me by power greater than me. And then at the end, I look back in awe and go, wow, God's will was done. You know, it's that trust. And so that being that willpower, you know, I, I heard so much from the beginning and I thought for so long that willpower was this horrible thing, you know, that because really left to my own willpower, I self-destructed. So, but what I've, what I've come to, and this is my fifth time through the steps right now, I'm actually on step four again. So I go through a year long workshop over and over again as a step guide. Now, my first, uh, my first time through it was when I got there with that guilt, shame and remorse. And then when I went through that workshop, I first had a total experience with powerlessness with step one in the reality of the fact that I have a mind that doesn't think clearly. I don't even see reality as it is. I see reality as I am. So that's my first problem. And then that I have a body that if I eat these specific foods, there's no telling where I'm going to go. And y'all, I was already five 65. minutes. 
thank you so much. I was already 65 when I got here. I don't have another recovery in me. I, and, and the beautiful thing that I was told is, Carla, you do not have to relapse. This is a program of action that F followed on a daily basis. You will recover. It's a promise. We are promised that if we follow these simple instructions, if we turn to a power greater than us and, and turn to that power for power, then we are empowered one day at a time. See, time's not a tool. So it doesn't matter that I've, that I've been abstinent over four years. I woke up today a compulsive overeater. What am I going to do today? And it's that guided action. You know, I don't take action for action's sake anymore. I did at first because I didn't understand what it was and I had no idea what the result was going to be, but I was just told to do it. And if my sponsor would have said eat nails, I would have been finding a way to do that because I wanted everything she had. And so today, as I go through this fourth step again, y'all hear what's what's so beautiful. The big book talks about how we are, our thinking is going to change. And so I decided this time to go back and visit a couple of my deepest resentments when I started that were absolutely paralyzing and demoralizing. And as I looked back on that, here's what, here is the miracle, which is an unexpected result right, of what we, of what the action is we take. Here's, here's the miracle. I went back to visit those and I had the memory, but I didn't have the hurt anymore. I didn't have the anger anymore. It was such an incredible experience. Only God is all I can say, because you can't start where I was and be where I am today. And I have not arrived at anything. But here's what I do have today. I have freedom. I have freedom from that hopelessness condition I got here in. And I have freedom from the compulsion that kept me in guilt, shame, and remorse. That You can't get here from there. And yet here I am. It was done to me, not by me, but not without me. And then just quickly last, I want to share with y'all a uh, a practice that I started that is life-changing. Well, first of all, I'm not even sure that I said the set-aside prayer and that intention is the bedrock of my recovery in every area of my life. God, please set aside what I think I know because I already think I know everything. So I, I, I stay with that intention continually through the day. Anytime I'm disturbed, it's because I think something should be different than it is. And then turning back to God, set that aside and may your will and mine be one which keeps me in a position to be changed. But it was suggested to me to read the 12 steps in the first person present tense. And I have never written it out because I want to force my brain to translate it as I go. So I'm going to try to do that, probably embarrass myself, but I want to, I just want to share that with y'all. Okay. So first step, I admit that I'm powerless over food and my life is unmanageable. Left to myself, I self-destruct. And I come today and I believe that a power greater than me is going to restore me to sanity. And today I make the decision to turn my will and the care of my life over to God, as I understand God is my Lord God. And I make this searching and fearless moral inventory today of myself. I am willing to allow my mind to be open to the truth. Y'all, I was never willing to do that before program. And I admit to God 
and to myself and to another human being as soon as I have outreach about the nature of any wrongs that I see. And I am entirely ready for God to remove all my defects of character that keep me from being helpful. And I humbly ask God to remove all my shortcomings. Man, there's a bunch. That's a, that's a big list. And I, I make a list today in this moment. Who are the people that I've harmed? Because I really am willing to make amends to them all. And then I'm going to make that direct amend as soon as possible to the people that I've hurt. Being sure that I am directed to do that so that I don't hurt anyone else. And then I'm going to continue to take this personal inventory. And when I am wrong, I'm going to promptly admit it. And I'm going to turn to a power greater than me to show me that, not my own judgment. And then I'm going to, was that it? Is that my time, Lisa? Um, if you'll indulge me, I just want to finish this real quick. Um, I want to continue to take personal inventory. And then I'm going to seek through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God and praying only for knowledge of his will. And, uh, and then I'm going to trust. When I pray for that, I'm going to trust today. I'm going to be given intuitive thoughts of God's will. And then I'll end with having had a spiritual awakening. I am having a spiritual awakening now because I am putting myself in a position that God can direct me. It's the result of these steps. And I'm going to try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice in all my affairs. This very simple plan of action with these priorities, with these principles, and this willingness to be changed. Thank you all so much for being here. And thank you for allowing me to share. Oh, Carla, that was just beautiful. You just glow with recovery experience, strength, and hope. Thank you so much. Okay, let's put our hands up to share. I will call, the, it, the meeting's now open for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and or step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under the reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. And I will call the raised hands in order as I see them. You will also be asked to unmute, so you need to unmute yourself. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And the first hand I see is Meredith. Go ahead, Meredith. Hey, everybody. I'm Meredith B. in Tennessee, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, Sally pegged it. Carla, you glow. You absolutely glow and shine. Um, and it's not just the rhinestones. <laughs> um, I loved in the beginning when you were talking about um, your first meeting experience. Where are you? I'm not seeing you. Mm. Oh, there you are. Okay. Um, that you didn't know. Um, well, you said it was it was a meditation meeting, and what am I supposed to do with that? And um, it reminded me of of my first meeting. I. It was so foreign to me 
like you said, another language or just just even the protocol. I sat there and I listened to the whole script and, you know, whatever crosstalk. I mean, none of it made any sense to me. And it was probably uh, some type of book study and, you know, people were sharing and there was no give and take. And I was like, what is this? You know, I had to always give my opinion about everything. So I asked and somebody was nice enough to say that they would stay after the meeting with me and explain it a little bit. And that's when the, I just was overcome with emotion. But my point is that God got me there. I think it's a miracle that I ever walked into that room in the first place. Um, I still, it confounds me how I, how I ended up there. Um, yeah. That and um, just in every, I think every sentence that you spoke, it was pointing to God. And really, that's the only way. It's just a great reminder to me because I, my will wants to take over all, all the time. So um, I need to be in this fellowship and I need to hear people like you sharing that it's not me doing it. And it's hard to comprehend that too, but I don't need to either. It's a weird paradox, but anyway, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Carla. Thanks, Meredith. Penny N. There we go. Hi, everybody. My name is Penny. I'm a compulsive overeater. So glad to be here. And I too have to find Carla on my screen. Where did you go? There you are. Oh, gosh, Carla. Wow. 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 I'm so glad I came on. I, um, I wasn't planning on it. And I saw a text through the group text. And I was like, Oh, yes, I want to hear Carla. Um, so I just, wow, you just, everything you shared was just I just heard 100% surrender, like just surrendering all of it is what I heard. And like everyone has said, you just, you just glow. Uh, you just exude with, with gratefulness for this program and, and your recovery. And it's just such a, oh, it just really brings tears to my eyes. Um, I couldn't write fast enough with some of the things you were saying, but I love near the end when you said it was done to me, not by me, but with me. Wow. That was really powerful for me because, uh, you know, I am, I'm, I'm working right now. I'm, I'm getting, I'm starting my step four and, and, and I've, and I've had writing assignments and I'm always like, oh, I have to, I have to do this and I have to do this. And it's like, okay, this is being done to me, not by me. And uh, just hearing that really, really resonated with me. So I am so grateful I came tonight. I was so glad to hear you and thank you for your beautiful recovery. Thank you, Ian. Hi, I'm Ian F, compulsive overeater. Very grateful to be here. There's a frat party happening outside my window, so apologies for that. Carla, every time somebody shares that they're nervous before uh, a meeting, um, I know it's going to be a home run. I, <laughs> you just you just have that feeling, and, and Lord, was it? Um, so many notes, um, but the the thing to me that killed me was was the uh 
finishing a fourth step, doing a fourth step and not feeling immediately like buzzed afterward. Like say it louder for the people in the back. It is not fun. It's super not. When I, when I did my fourth step, I was looking for the first time at like how I was manipulative and a bully and dishonest and always afraid and always looking to get my way from other people and neglecting other people. Those are not, <laughs> you know, there's some pills that are like, they taste like cherry and they go down and it's like kind of like candy. And there's some pills that are about this big and they <laughs> do not taste like candy. Those are bitter pills to swallow. They're not fun going down, but it's like when you have an illness like ours, it's the first time taking them that you think that you know I'm going to be okay. Because you've already taken step three. I mean, you're already at the place of I'm I'm with God, right? You know you're going to be okay. I too felt like I was going to die <laughs> the first time I did a fifth step and the second time I did a fifth step and the third time I did a fifth step. Every time I do something like that, I feel like I'm going to die. I feel physically sick because it's, it's hard. Um, but like somebody said, 100% surrender. You can see it on your face. I mean, it's just excellent. So thank you so much for sharing all that. Uh, I love hearing you all and seeing you all. I'm going to pass. Thanks, Ian. Lisa. Hi, everybody. My name is Lisa, and I am a compulsive overeater. Um, thank you, Carla. I really enjoyed your share. I, I first saw you at another meeting, um, and I remember the first time, and I always gravitate gravitated to you of your amazing smile and then when I saw you here it's like oh she's visiting this meeting and then you started I saw her seeing you more and more here so and I was, you know I've never been to a live OA meeting um but I do have the experience of 12 step and, and another recovery of being going to live meetings but I got abstinent over during COVID and then when COVID was ending, there was no live meetings in the area I was getting abstinent. And now I'm overseas. I'm over I'm in Costa Rica right now. And there's definitely not no live meetings here for that. But um, I have got the camaraderie, camaraderie by listening to people share and their honesty on, and their journeys through working the 12 steps. Um, I liked what you share that what you said your sponsor used to say to you. What are you thinking? What are you doing? And how are you behaving? And I'm going to take that one and start using that one because it's great just to ask myself that myself, but also for, for future on when I sponsor other people. And the other thing I like is you said, turn to that power for power. And it sounds so simple, but it to me, it was very profound. You know, you're turning to the power for power and you think about that and you meditate on that. And it's like, that's powerful. <laughs> you know, open yourself up to receive that power. Um, and the other thing I, I learned, um, you know, I've taken on is the set aside prayer. I say that every morning um, and it has made a difference. I had never heard of that. I have a 30, I had 33 years in the other, in, the, in, in Alcoholics Anonymous. And I had never heard that before until I came here. And um you know, I haven't heard applying this program to the food has been eye awakening and I've gone deeper than I ever have before in the steps. And it's by meetings like this, you know, hearing people's experience and from the big book in regards to the food. 
Um, Cause I tried to do this on my own. I tried to get abstinent on my own using the 12 steps and I couldn't do it. And I, I needed to go deeper. Um, and so I appreciate everybody sharing. I really appreciate this meeting. And, and, and it's an honor to be of service in this meeting. And it's also an honor to be able to come to this meeting and for all the people that have put on this meeting. Thank you. That's it. Thank you, Lisa. Claudine. Hi, Claudine, compulsive eater, recover compulsive eater. Um, Carla, I have never heard you share before, but I was so excited when I saw your face. Um, I One thing that I notice about you every time I see you on this meeting is um, you come across, even, even when you're not talking to someone, as being for that person that's talking. Like you're sitting there cheering them on internally and you're just for them. And that's how I felt the other night when, when I shared and I, and I would just look at you and think she's for me. And the other thing that's so that comes out of you is I just think she's safe. She's a safe person to be around. And if that's not recovery, I don't know what is, I mean, that is a changed heart. And so I so appreciate that. And I do echo what was just said that, um, I didn't feel that way after my fourth and fifth at all, at all. And then headed into six and seven, I just thought, how, how is anyone my friend? But it kept getting incrementally better. And it was, it was the people that were around me and the people I talked to and the willingness to be honest, like you've been right now, even about those steps. So I just appreciate it so much. And you just emanate um, joy. That's such a gift. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. So thank you so much. Thank you, Claudine. So we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.